Oh, what up, effers? <laughs> it's going to be one of those type of shows, I'm just saying right now. All right, welcome into episode 103 of the Pucknologist here on Teal Town USA. <sighs> did you have a good week? Uh, did, did you get to go outside and do anything just yet? You know, restrictions have been somewhat relaxed. Did you take a rubber bullet to the groin? There's a lot to get into this week, I'm just saying. So I am AJ underscore strong on social media, and we have, of course, right next to me, Rocket, well, virtually right next to me, Rocket Backhander. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Rocket Backhander. Suck it. <laughs> and we welcome back from being off last episode, Hockey Jerk. I was going to come up with something witty, but I figured my silence would be a good way to bring myself back into the show. Oh, okay. so I was going to say, like, <laughs> you know what? I thought he was back. Perhaps he's not. All right. So. I, 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 want, I, wanted to, I wanted to leave a little bit of uncertainty there, get everybody peaked one more time. And panicked, if you will. Okay. Could be. Hey, now. Oh, you son of a bitch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's get right into, well, what we always start with, and that is... Check us out on social media, if you would, please. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Check us out with the Reddit. And, uh, hey, follow us on Twitter, and you might even get an invite to one of our exclusive police chase watch parties on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> and uh, if you ever miss a show, you can catch us again wherever you catch your podcasts. And on YouTube, always at tealtownusa.com. All right. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, getting an invite to our exclusive Discord police chase watch sessions, that's like getting a password to an exclusive club, and then you find out that the password is password. <laughs> You're right. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> You're right. Just saying. Like, send me a DM. Like, hey, I want to watch a police chase. It's like, oh, cool. See you there. There you go. <laughs> Today's police chase was pretty good. You're right. I've seen better. But it a little was lengthy, it wasn't a little but, lengthy. Yeah. I mean, I was impressed with those tires, not gonna lie. Right. Uh after week thirty seven now, I guess, of the NHL. I think we need to just probably stop keeping track of this. Uh <sighs> week thirteen of lockout, lockdown, whatever it is. I don't know. All righty. So Sharks News, we have some of it. Uh the Sharks have quietly updated their website layout. I'm sure this is all the piece of news you've been waiting for and hoping for. And anyway, it's it's happened. It's it's what what's the thing from the office? Okay, it's happening. It's all <laughs> happening. Oh, you oh you can update your website, but you can't resign Stephen Nation. Wow. <laughs> Brought to you by Harky, Hockey Jerk Twitter. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we do have some uh, news to happen with the players. This is where we're going to default to the uh, jerking out portion of the podcast. I know. We start with Lukash Radil jerk. So, okay. Uh, <clears throat> he, I, I, I've, the reason why I was off last week is because I wanted to really take the time, prepare, get ready for this. So uh, this is a, my official statement. These are my thoughts on Lukas Radil leaving the NHL. Bye. Uh, he's going back. That may or may not be me. Uh, he's going back to Moscow uh, to play in the KHL. He um, is signing with the team that he was on before he came to the Sharks. Uh, 
So maybe it's a situation where that's where he feels comfortable, some familiarity. Maybe he has a friend who's there. Who really knows? Um, according to what I've heard. Perhaps he has a coach year. there that will actually play him. But go ahead. <laughs> You're right. Uh, according to what I've heard, it's a one-year contract. So we'll see. I mean, he by no means was he their best player, but he was a decent player for them. So uh, hopefully it works out, and uh, I will not miss him. Um <laughs> Man, those uh, those two weeks that we were like hot and bothered for that guy, and then it all left. The 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 real deal, Lukash Raw deal. Uh, put that on a shirt. Um, John Leonard and Brinson Pashnuk, who who ver- <laughs> who verbally <laughs> agreed to their entry level contracts back in the end of March or maybe the beginning of April. Uh, the word uh, the word around the pavement, if you will, is that those contracts have been officially signed and filed to begin next year, seeing as how the Sharks are not part of the return to play uh, program, you know, which is fine because teams get eliminated. No need to be a pussy about it anyway. uh, (laughs) You know, and then Jonathan Dolan, who spent most of his time in North America talking about how he was ready for the NHL and the, you thought the AHL was beneath him uh, has now decided that, he wants to stay in Switzerland, excuse me, Sweden for another year so he can be more prepared for the NHL. Uh, still trying to figure out which it actually is. Uh, my, th- my theory is that he's never coming back. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise. Somebody get off yeah. on the phone, would you? Right. Um, cool. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, another piece of news coming down the pike was Josh Norris won the AHL award for most outstanding rookie, bringing smiles to faces of all Eric Carlson fans, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, yeah, Josh Norris is a good player, but he wasn't regarded as a top prospect at the time we traded him. So, you know, enjoy your revisionist history, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Uh, so the broadcast crew, Randy Hahn, Jamie Baker, Brett Hedekin, and Kendall Coyne, who we will talk about in a little bit, <laughs> did a season review for the Sharks. And the one thing that kind of jumped out to me, I want to throw this at you first, Rock. Uh, Brett Hedekin talked about building around a three-legged stool made up, of course, of Vlasic, Carlson, and Burns. Um, mm-hmm. And the question that popped in my head was... Do, well, first I should say that Hedekin is like, that's what you do. You focus on that three-legged stool. You build around those guys. And in my mind, I'm going, does Wilson have a different choice? Like to build around these three D-men that are all on the wrong side of 30 because of the contracts given out to them? Yeah. That's, uh, it seems a little, I'm sure. I just I'm felt sure like Hedy was trying to polish a turd, but whatever. Yeah, no, like Hedy might very well be trying to polish a turd. You know, like the 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 guys in the the guys in that squad are, are notorious for. They're not necessarily homers, but they really don't want to be like this is bad and we should feel bad. They they're never like that. So yeah, if he wants to spin it that way, that's great. But uh, I don't think it's that's that's the reality. Uh, there have been recent Zoom calls on the Shark site with players such as Couture and Hurdle and Burns and Ferraro and EK65. And for the most part, if you listen to any of that stuff, the players spin it as, well, this is a season we're going to learn from, insert this cliche here, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> However, for all the talk 
about EK65 being a diva, he didn't do himself any favors by showing up late and with a crying baby on his arm the oh, nearly the entire interview. Uh, jerk, go ahead. Call me nitpicky and tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, I think you're nitpicky because uh, he has a child, uh, a small child that was just born. And I, I, I get the point you're trying to make where, you know, if, if you had a real job, uh, if your baby was causing a problem, you still have to get your work done. But at the same time, I mean, there's so much to the story that we don't know. Like, for all we know, his wife could have been somewhere else entirely. And, and he didn't have another choice but to take care of uh, his child by himself. You know, we don't have all the information. Um, I, I I see where you're going, but I will respectfully disagree with you. And I hope we can still be uh, friends. See, I, I, I have to take the opposite stance on that. Because no matter what I think about it, like, if, if regardless of what emergency et cetera, et cetera, situation may have put him in that position initially. Um, ultimately, what underpins that is his dismissal of the event. It wasn't that important to him enough so to be like, I got to make sure that the baby's taken care of, make sure that this, I got to take this call. You know, it's important. It was just, you know, it's an offhanded, meh, whatever. If it happens, it happens. If not, it's not. And I don't necessarily appreciate that sort of casualness in his attitude, but maybe that's just how he is. I think it should also be said that uh, any of the players who appear on these media Zoom calls, they're doing it as a favor, not as a requirement. I think that should also be said. But in that regard, then then I, I kind of go back to if, if – is it Melinda? Is that the wife's name? Yes. Okay, if Melinda was unable to care for the child during this time – or if Carlson just didn't care. I, again, you, I mean, you made the point. We don't know all the information. And God knows we've seen other people put things out without knowing all the information. And it turned really bad. So uh, I'm not putting that out there. I'm just saying my point was that he already has this diva reputation in certain circles. This didn't help that. It's a fair point to make. Yeah, that's all. So let's move on then. Uh, speaking of turmoil in the locker room, <laughs> nice little transition there. Some uh, recent comments from Bob Bugner, uh, so far still interim coach of the Sharks, and uh, Martin Jones, so far still goalie of the San Jose Sharks. Uh, but let's get into that. Bob says, we need to get back to playing responsible. Got to be an emphasis put on accountability and playing as a team and family and for each other. Sometimes we got away from that last year. Not throwing any blame around, but there was a lot of turmoil. Meanwhile, Martin Jones says, when it started to spiral, we went out on our own ways. Instead of coming together, it's something that will be addressed moving forward. So I think what, to start off things... Uh, we were talking about turmoil in this locker room since damn near the beginning of the season. It's just funny that there was a lot of deny, 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 deny. And now once the season is officially canceled and done with, uh, Rocket, now it seems like, well, I guess it's finally okay for us to talk about the ginormous rainbow-colored uni unicorn-horned elephant in the room. The $11 million unicorn in the room. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm. I'm not saying that it is, but they didn't have this issue before, so uh, at least not. Yeah, no, that's causality. But like, I, I can't. 
I can imagine, like, I'm not going to point a finger at anybody because sometimes it's not necessarily any one person's fault. If, if everybody on the crew is having a bad day, the last thing you want to do is grab a beer together, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so if everybody at work is, like, at each other's throats, yeah, of course they're all going to go their separate ways. So, obviously, there's some friction going on within the locker room. People are buttonheads, but we don't know any of the specifics of that. Maybe it's just... It could be just as simple as a communication issue. Like they got to get somebody in there to, to to get these stupid boys down in a room and be like, okay, what are you trying to say? All right, now what do you hear? Okay, so what I'm hearing from both of you, you know, like get a, a freaking moderator so they can learn how to talk to each other so they can get out there and play hockey and then go get a beer afterwards instead of just going their own separate ways. To quote hockey jerk, use your words, use your words. Use your, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, kind of the point you made earlier, AJ, was, you know, now that the season is over, everybody wants to talk about it. I, I, I think that's almost a situation where it's like, you know, we, we, the season is going on right now. We're, even though we're way out of the playoff spot, we're still trying to play well from like a, <laughs> I guess a moral perspective or a, you know, a, uh, for the boys' perspective, <laughs> sure. So it's like, you know, do do you really want to have a come to Jesus meeting while you're still trying to get through a season? You know, so that's maybe kind of how I look at it. And and you know, it's you you see that everywhere. It's you know, and and even then, like like we've been doing the podcast for four years now, and this is kind of different. But there are so many segments where the three of us are like, yeah, we all don't really like doing this, but let's just finish doing it this year, and then we'll kibosh it or change it for next year. You know what I mean? True. So that's kind of how I look at it. True. Okay. How many of you raise your hands? Honestly, how many of you miss? <laughs> <laughs> and there's one. <laughs> sometimes. <sighs> Only sometimes. Only sometimes. All right. Uh, Evander Kane took part in a racism special on NBCSN Bay Area. <laughs> Don't get me started on that website. <laughs> that so- that sounds so bad out of context. <laughs> <laughs> you right. Well, very I think special if, episode. Yeah, on a very special episode <laughs> on racism in America. Uh, you know, <laughs> racism in sports. I mean, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not discounting it. I mean, everybody, I think you should watch it. I'm sure it's available. Um, you know, I, I, it's definitely something, you know, worth taking a look at. But he took a part of the uh, – Evander Kane seems to be out in front of this. Um, so let's talk about a couple things with Kane. First off, we'll start off with some words from an athletic article. <clears throat> Kane quoted as saying, we need so many more athletes – that don't look like me speaking out about this, having the same amount of outrage that I have inside, and using that to voice their opinions, to voice their frustrations. Uh, Kane told the hosts of one of the ESPN's most highly rated shows. Uh, ESPN has highly rated shows? Okay. Uh, <laughs> because that's the only way it's going to change. We've been outraged for hundreds of years, and nothing's changed. It's time for guys like you know Tom Brady and Sidney Crosby and those types to f- of figures to speak up about what is right and clearly in this case what is unbelievably wrong. Now, I'm totally down with uh, you know what Kane is saying there. There was a lot of speculation that uh, I don't know some some people in the media said, "Oh shit, is he calling out Sidney Crosby?" And it's like, well, you you I think it's a case of that. Well, that just happens to be 
the name of the guy who has like the biggest profile in the game right now, as does Tom Brady in the NFL. So I don't. Yeah, if this happened in the '80s, he would have said Wayne Gretzky. Exactly. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I wouldn't read too much into that. Now that said, uh, I think it was a few days after this that Crosby actually did come out and say something. Um, not sure how that looked. <laughs> based on that what? like like it took Kane being provoking him to come out where he could have done something sooner but I don't know. Do you if you don't mind can you throw up that graphic one more time? Uh, absolutely. Notice what? You notice how he says it's time for guys like, you know, Tom Brady and Sidney Crosby. He didn't say it's time for Sidney Crosby. He said it's time for guys like Sidney Crosby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Faces Which, and, of their leagues. Exactly. Like like you said, AJ, like those who have a specific profile. I mean, whether or not any Sharks fans want to admit it, like Sidney Crosby is still the best player in the NHL. And I know 2016 really hurts, but it was a long time ago. And, you know, that's just the way it is. You know, he's the best player. He like you said, he is the biggest profile. He there are some people who view him as the face of the league. And so why wouldn't you want the face of the league being on the right side of history? And I'm, you know, and I'm down with what Kane's saying, but then every once in a while you see somebody do something that kind of goes, I should say defeats the purpose a little, because soon after this, Evander Kane tweeted out uh, a comment said, and they still had that attitude even after he knew he was FBI, shake my effing head. And basically what it is, is he was retweeting an account that tweeted out a video of a couple officers uh, arresting the well, undercover FBI officer. Yeah, but the whole but here's the problem. It, he he wasn't FBI, and oh. this video came out like a year and a half ago. And Snopes had it, and there's a couple Oops. other people that debunked it. So my point being is that look, I you know I'm rooting for you, Kane, and I want to be there, and and and, and I'm supporting you, but. It doesn't help your cause when you tweet out misinformation. That's so my all. question, like, my question for you is, did he did he delete his tweet or at least come walk it back and say, oh my mistake, this was uh... not, none of that. It's still there. But last time yes. I looked, it's still there. Wow. Okay, yeah. So yes. that's why I sit there and go, it doesn't. You know, it's hard to help your cause if you're going to tweet out misinformation. And this is something else that we'll get into in just a little bit. But we have a few more things to go through. Uh, speaking of bad tweets, <laughs> let's talk. Oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, I, excuse me. I did forget one little thing. Hassel Plattner, team owner of the Sharks, did come out in support of Evander Kane, saying there is no room for racism in society. We applaud Evander for his rational and thoughtful response to the recent terrible tragedy. Events like this occur way too often. We must all find a way to do better. Now, let's see the opposite side of that. <laughs> we bring in Kendall Coyne Schofield. Okay. Who, t- <laughs> who recently tweeted out, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I was one of the people who initially thought Colin Kaepernick kneeling was disrespectful. I reacted to what he was doing instead of why. Then I listened and learned. And instead of just deleting a misinformed tweet I posted four years ago, I should have been clear back then and now... Not just knowing it, but I should have said it. So let me be clear. It was never about the flag, blah, 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 blah. Now, first off, she probably should have sent that tweet directly to Drew Brees uh, earlier this week, but I digress. My point being, 
Rocket, do you think nowhere in there does she actually apologize for her stuff? Is this like one of those non-apology apologies? Is this a PR move? Like, I'm just trying to figure this out because it's, it's like, okay, you're tweeting out this positive statement, admitting that you didn't know what taking a knee meant four years ago. Why did it take you four years to get there? And why did it take this? To, like, why is it different now? Did no one tell you four years ago that it wasn't about the military and flag, but you just didn't believe them? Well, that's the beauty of social media is that your your receipts are always at hand for anyone who is interested to uncover and stick in your face. You know, <laughs> so even, don't I know it, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> let's ask Jordan Bennington about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, I cannot. I'm so lucky that I, I, I turned 21 on in, New, in New Orleans when there was no such thing as like the Internet because. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, me and Lindsay Lohan would be like the only like that it would be us. And everybody Oops. else would just think we're trash. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't I don't necessarily think that she needed to apologize. She was just giving mm-hmm. she was giving an explanation as to this is who I was and this is, you know, how I've learned. Let's move forward. Oh, and I'm I down don't, for evolution. Everybody's mind changes the more they learn things, of course. Uh, and to your other point, like where was she four years ago? Um, that that's a good question. Where was everybody, uh, you know, <laughs> where were all these people who are suddenly marching for, you know, a cause that has not all of a sudden become a pandemic among us? It's been, you know, racial violence in, in America has been present with us for, you know, quite some time. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why all of a sudden it's like this outpouring, you know, like you said, where was she four years ago? I don't know. She was uh, hanging out, you know. <laughs> Playing hockey, doing the things. I don't know. Well, let's. Oh, hey, well, let go me ahead. say. Let me say a word. So, uh, you know, I tweeted uh, on top of her. I said, "Learning and growing to understand the plight of those oppressed is step one." Yeah. You know, exactly. and and like you said, AJ, she she did not use the words "I am sorry." She didn't. But I think you know, I anybody who has had a controversial opinion. We'll say, especially in this climate, uh, it's very hard for them to redeem themselves and and walk it back in a. I don't I don't know if I want to say respectable way, but you get what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And so I think for her to post that, I think was really big for her as a her character, if you will, but also for the movement as a whole. And I will say this. Like, people are saying, oh, PR stunt, oh, you don't mean it, oh, this, oh, that. But here's the thing. She put it on her public t- Twitter, which thousands or millions of people can read. So now all of the sudden, if, say, one year, two years, five years down the road, she's, if she tweets anything on the subject that is controversial again, everybody's going to come back and say, well, hey, remember when you publicly said this and associated yourself with this? Mm-hmm. What the hell happened? You know what I mean? So whether or not she meant it, I guess she put it out there attached to her public name. So she is forever linked to it. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's kind of, it's the double edged sword that social media is. Who? <laughs> it really is a double edged sword. Um, again, I respect the thing that I respect is that, you know, she did highlight that. It's like, you know, my thoughts on this have evolved and, the thing that I really respect her for is not going back four years ago and deleting a tweet and acting like it didn't happen like we see so much of from pretty much everybody 
on the planet. It's like, wow, I tweeted something really stupid three years ago. Let me go back and delete that. And and all of a sudden, I never said that. But we'll, well, we'll I'll get in. We'll, we're going to get into this a little bit later. Let me let me finish. Let me extrapolate a little bit more. Let me ask you this: Is anything going to change, Rocket? Like. We've seen protests before. Rodney King, Oscar Grant, name after name after name, and we talk about change. Mm -hmm. Has anything really changed since Rodney King? The only thing that's changed is the video quality. Like, you know, at the Rodney King beating was on a, 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 a handheld camcorder, and now everybody has a high-def uh, cell phone camera, you know, just at the ready. So I don't... I don't know. I think it's maybe the the heightened awareness that everybody is bringing, you know, with showing everybody what they see through their own worldview. Uh, I think it will accelerate change, but I don't know. Progress is not is not a linear path, so um, hard to say. It will not go back to being the same, but I don't know how much will change. Jerk. In the seventeenth century the English cut off the head of their king in order to change their entire government. And then... Can we bring that back for the U.S. right now? All I'm saying... <laughs> now, I'm not advocating to go out and cut off anybody's head. Right. No, just just but our quote-unquote king. About Charles, you're talking about Charles Cromwell, right? You're right. Okay, so what happened to Cromwell? Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Progress, you're right. Progress is not linear. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Even yeah, eventually the guy who cut off his head got dug up and smacked around. But anyway, exactly. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that it in England it took the cutting off the head of Charles II for the government style to change. Now I'm not saying that that's what needs to happen here, but to Rocket's point, uh, change is not linear, and you know it's not something that can be done. Very quickly, I think I think protesting and everything that's been on, I think it's step one. But like you said, AJ, Rodney King, you know, the Rodney King riots happened, the riots after Martin Luther King getting assassinated happened, mm -hmm. and there were short-term changes. But then eventually things start to just regress back to the way they were once everybody kind of forgets what happened, which is really, like, just awful. You know what I mean? Oh, and that's, so <laughs> that's the whole thing is... There was a comedian very uh, n not too long ago that just did, I don't know, a couple minutes on this, and they basically said, like, you know, uh, Rodney King. And there was, there was riots over that, over the, uh, the officers essentially getting away with it. And there was Oscar Grant, and, th and then obviously with George Floyd. It's sparked this whole movement, but it's that idea of, Things are set in motion or events take place and then months pass and it kind of gets forgotten. You bring it up. What about Oscar Grant? And it's like, well, that was so long ago. You know, aren't you guys kind of like over that one yet or whatever? You know, or, you know, what about Rodney King? Well, yeah, but that was so long ago or whatever. <laughs> Let you go. And then somebody says 9-11 and the first thing is never forget. <laughs> well, and not only well, and not only that, and and again, this is not this is this is totally this is still a hockey podcast, and this is not to attack one specific group of people, but regardless of like AJ likes to say, regardless of what jersey you wear, people only like to care about issues that are not prevalent at the time. 
for example, it's going on and on. There's a lot of, you know, talk about, you know, like racial relations reform, right? And all of a sudden it's like, oh, but the election, oh, but this, oh, but that. And then now when it's something else, like when, you know, when we go through these rounds where it's like now we need to really talk about climate change, it's always like, oh, well, what about this or what about that? Or or my personal favorite is when there's a mass shooting and somebody brings up gun control and somebody goes, oh, it's not the time to talk about it. Well, then (laughs) I can't think of a better time, but okay. (laughs) Like whether you're for it or against it, I think it's so silly to say, well, now's not the time to talk about it. No, forget that. That shouldn't be an issue. But all right, let's uh, turn off the uh, politicized machine for just a hot second and rock it. I want to ask your thoughts on my recent discussion with Doug Wilson. Doug, you you threw Doug some some serious pitches, man. Like those were not softballs, and you weren't there to. I mean, I wasn't aiming to, for his head, but no, you definitely, <laughs> you know, you were in the strike zone though. Like those those were. He actually sounded like he was kind of like, you know how like uh, as as a GM, I imagine, or anybody who has to be the the speaking point for an organization, you end up saying the same half dozen or dozen things over and over and over and you kind of go on autopilot during some interviews because you know exactly what's going to happen um and I, I kind of was expecting that sort of attitude from Doug Wilson but in listening to him I felt that he genuinely was he enjoyed answering you and he wasn't just cruising on autopilot so it was it was it was a good interview very good Dirk was there anything that surprised you in that interview uh, honestly, the thing that surprised me is what is what Rocket was saying, because how many, you know, like like she said, how many times has it been, you know, a media conference or, you know, say it's like a little video posted after a trade or a signing or a season ends or a playoff ends where it's it's the same. I mean, Jesus Christ, like in 2015, how many times did we hear the phrase for now and for the future? <laughs> you right. <laughs> And, 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 and now granted, that's a good mindset to have, but still we heard that way too many times. And to Rocket's point, like, I, I think he was really impressed with the questions you asked him. And I think because of how impressed he was and how much he appreciated the obvious knowledge that you have and that you wanted to showcase, I think he was able to give you thorough answers. And, and I've, you know, especially like lower key events, you know, like Barracuda games or prospect scrimmage. Sometimes you'll see Doug Wilson walking. He's got to go take a leak. He wants to get a soda, whatever. You'll see him walk in and you'd say hi or you strike up a conversation. And even though he's a GM, he's not a player anymore, right? But it's still that same kind of mentality where these guys, like, they enjoy those kind of beneath-the-surface conversations. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so when we reached yeah. out to him to talk, he didn't go, who? Right? <laughs> well, and, like, you know, like, uh, I, I was at a uh, – how many ever years it was? You know, I was at a – uh what the hell was it oh it was i think it was a random like a preseason game or something and you know saw doug wilson and and taught you know kind of asked him like just sort of off the cuff i was like what did you think about the world cup you know and we went on and on like you know he was kind of saying how basically like you know team canada was pretty much a wagon out there and i'm like yeah you know and you know, it was like kind of an in-depth conversation and so the same kind of thing where it's like i think guys like that they appreciate when you know they appreciate when you say, look at all these things I know, let's talk about it. Yeah. Well, and he did say, you know, he'd rather have fans that are upset than apathy. So, absolutely, you want fans that are engaged. And Chris, 
Uh, a really nice comment says, uh, thought I did a good job asking real questions while keeping it respectful. And that's, that's what I was striving for. It's like, I want to ask something that maybe other people aren't, but I want to do it, you know, in a respectful way, but I at least want to put the question out there. The one question that I was, uh, I don't feel, well, it's probably more me not getting the answer that I was looking for or hoping for. Uh, but when I brought up the case of spending too much on the, on the blue line to the detriment of the forward group, he took that into a way of, well, you must be talking about the cap, not, you know, it's probably going to remain flat for the foreseeable future. And it's like, no, that's not really what I meant, <laughs> you know, but okay, <laughs> I'll let her, I'll let her go. <laughs> So, uh, cool. Well, I'm glad you guys dug that. And, uh, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out on our YouTube channel. And while you're there, Hey, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button. We would appreciate it. Right. Tell a friend if you would. So let's go. Are you ready? All around the NHL. <laughs> I know I get my uh, need my sound effects back. So, uh, Jerkman, twenty-four NHL team format will include best of five qualifying rounds, all four rounds of the playoffs, best of sevens, reseeding after each round, pissing me off because I wanted brackets, highest seed versus lower seed in each conference, two hub cities each conference gets one. Your thoughts? Okay, well let's pause on that for a second. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. Were you, <laughs> when you said that you were pissed off because you wanted brackets, were you being facetious? Yes. Okay, good. I, I, was, a little, I was a little worried there for a second because, dude, as long as I've known you, that's one of the things you've always gone back to. So yeah, I was no. a little worried. I was like, is that the real AJ? No, I'm all, um, I'm all about one through eight, or one versus eight. Yeah, no, 100%. I think, and you know what, the, I, uh, I think what's interesting to note here, if you will, is that, um, the NHL is making, I don't know if it's the right thing to say that they're making a lot of concessions to the players union, but, you know, uh, having, you know, AJ and, if, and I have been calling the qualifying round, like unofficially been calling it, calling it round zero. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, having rounds one through four being a best of seven, that's something that the PA wanted and they got it. Uh, reseeding is something the PA wanted. They got it. So we're seeing the NHL, you know, kind of scratch the PA's back a little bit here, which I think is a good thing because, you know, you, you can whip up uh, a whole return to play format and do the whole dang thing. But it's like, <laughs> if the PA doesn't want to do it, then what are you going to do? Uh, you know, you, you can't play a hockey game if there's no hockey players. Um, so I've you heard know, I that. Think... <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> no, I, I think it's great. I think it'll make it very interesting. I, I am kind of, I don't <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting how Montreal and Chicago have kind of stumbled their way into the dance. Um, but I, I, I think it'll be interesting. You know, I, I think it'll be kind of fun to see, you know, more, more teams in the mix. Cause I know the three of us, we've said so many times over, like, man, I wish the playoffs was a little bit bigger because this team who missed it totally deserves to be there. You know what I mean? And now we're seeing that and I, you know, we can get into it at a later date, but I, I think a couple of the teams who quote unquote shouldn't be there might actually have a chance to do some damage. So we'll see. I'm excited. I hope that, you know, I hope that COVID and everything can wind down in time for this to be a reality. Cause I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch. 
Well, <laughs> again, how bad do you suck when they expand it to 24-31 and you still don't make it? <laughs> I get such a kick out of that. Well, if they'd had a good camp, maybe yeah. they'd be in playoffs right now. That's what it was. It was that it's damn the, camp. It's is the important of having a, a good camp, you guys. Uh, the draft lottery for the 2020 NHL draft will include the seven teams that didn't qualify for the, <laughs> for the 2014 playoff tournament, plus the eight teams eliminated in round zero. Um, I mean, Jerk, what does this mean for anything? <laughs> does does it, Ottawa get even better? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what this means is that um, Ottawa could have – <laughs> what this means is that Ottawa could have like the worst case scenario uh, in the draft lottery happen, the worst case scenario, and they would be picking fifth and sixth. Jesus Christ. Boo. So, Who? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm shedding zero tears for them. Uh, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I, I, I think it's a little interesting how they're doing, you know, how they're essentially doing two lottos and and the second one is kind of a kind of quasi on hold on the off chance that you know one of the losers from round zero hits the lotto i almost wonder if it would be smarter to just do the entire lotto at once but again i don't work for the nhl um so i don't know but again it'll it's going to be kind of interesting you know because like they're going to do this first draft lottery and we're going to have you know uh we're going to have eight teams essentially eight placeholders and so then it's going to become a whole thing where it's like ooh, okay so whose team is b gonna be you know what i mean yeah. so i guess if you want to make it some kind of spectacle oh, um, i'm looking well, for anything at this point well i guess silver lining uh, the How last time okay so the silver lining the, the two times ago when we didn't make uh, playoffs we got logan couture in the draft and then the next time when we didn't make playoffs, we got Timo Meyer in the draft. So maybe this time we'll get something good too. Yeah, but I hate that argument. I know, but I'm just still relining, AJ. I know. I got you. I feel you. I feel I, you. I, 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 for one, cannot wait um, for the Sharks to pick at 26th or earlier. Or no, you know what? I'm no. I like what Rocket's saying. I mean. The draft, you know, draft picks are to quote our friend Gen X. Draft picks are magic beans. You know, you can draft a guy at first and he'll suck, or you can mm-hmm. draft a guy at two hundred and third and he'll be your captain. Yep. So, you know, they're magic beans, and who knows how everything shakes out? Trades, move up, move down, blah blah blah, whatever. Who cares? I'm of the belief, and I know people are going to be nervous because that first round pick is supposedly everything and a half. But Honestly, if I'm Doug Wilson, I'm I'm taking that first round pick. I'm saying, hey, 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 take it here, take it. You know what I mean? Dangle like, it out there. Get, like get rid of that. I, th- shit. I think like, what we, you're trying like, to we don't say. Need, we don't need another BC prospect. Like let's try and do something. Make some magic here. Are, are you trying to say that you hope the Sharks, for lack of a better term, whip it out? <laughs> whip it out. <laughs> All I'm saying. It, and a little teaser for those of us who have joined in the Discord shenaniganery, uh, you know, myself, uh, AJ, friend of the show, Vince G, we've all said, hey, like, we've got a thousand BC prospects. Why not scoop a couple of guys up and throw them at a team to get an A prospect? I mean, why the hell not? Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. You know? 
Well, the 1920 regular season has been officially put in the books. It's completed for awards and record-keeping purposes. Uh, you know, this is the best they could do in this situation. <laughs> so I want to ask, uh, first, Rocket, are you, like, disappointed for anybody? Like, do you think, uh, I don't know, Dreisaitl or Matthews could have overtaken Pasternak or Ovechkin for the Richard? Like, is there anybody that you were, like... You know, if they had just had, like, those last 10 games, if you look at their schedule or something, man, I bet you he could have done some damage and caught up because, you know, Matthews was only one behind Pasternak and Ovechkin for the mm-hmm. Richard. Yeah, he kind of got hosed. Uh, I Look, it it's it, if it were up to me, I would have canceled the whole lot, been like, y'all just stay home, get safe, and we'll start again at camp. Just stay away from each other and don't get sick. But... That's not me, and that's not the world we live in. So I can't really say that I'm necessarily pleased or disappointed with anything because I had no control over it. So it is what it is. I I have to either accept it or be like, this is not the hockey that I know and love and walk away from it. And we all know that's not going to happen. So um, <laughs> I'm bummed that I don't get to watch uh, you know, the Sharks play, but I am pleased that Brendan Dillon still has a fairly decent chance of being a Stanley Cup champion this year. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Sorry. All right. Uh, Jerk, uh, I'm going to say it right now. Vesna. Who gets it? Jeez. Do do you want my my Vesna winner or like my top three? No, just your winner. Who do you think walks away with it? Do you think it's Tuca or you think someone else comes in? Uh, see, that's the crappy thing about this award specifically is there's always, there's always who's gonna get it and then who should get it. Like, I, I, I think a smart, a, a, a smart person would probably say, please say Godovin, please say (laughs) Godovin, probably would, would probably say Tuka Rask just because he is the best, he has the best save percentage amongst goalies, amongst goalies who started, you know, 30 or more games. Can I give you my dark uh, horse? Well, hold on. Um, but I think, you know, it's a smart person would say Tuka Rask, but a, a person like myself who Mers- is constantly... Merzlikens. <laughs> Elvis Merzlikens. Uh, a person like myself who's constantly three or four parallel universes ahead of everybody else. I, honestly, Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> no, no, I like it. That's like, not too shabby. And AJ, how... The, the way how that he's atro- been how a- out to atro- dry. <laughs> well, how atrocious were the uh, Winnipeg Jets this year? I mean, they were a fringe team for so long, and he's second in wins. He is uh, pulling up the numbers here. He is eleventh uh, in sa- <laughs> he's eleventh in save percentage. And actually, if you factor out goalies who aren't regular goalies, he's like eighth in save percentage. Yeah, and. Again, despite playing for a not-so-good Winnipeg Jets team, he faced and stopped the most high-danger scoring chances. The other thing, too, that you didn't mention, Hellebuck leads the league in shutouts this season with six. Nobody else has six. You're right. And one more thing, he does not hella suck. Ah, there it is. <laughs> right. I, think they should, I, I think they should give it to David Ayers. <laughs> Just, just because it's been that kind of year. Christ, you right. That no, they don't give it to him. They rename the trophy after him. <laughs> so that I'm fine way, with that. never forget. 
Uh, Norris, is it just automatically John Carlson? Oh, the only way it's not John Carlson is if like he, <laughs> if Roman Yossi's banging somebody's sister. What I was gonna say, oh, the only God. way it's the only way it's not John Carlson is if like some like he gets eaten by a shark or something. <laughs> 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 like, like honestly, like it was like it was John Carlson's trophy like the first month of the season, like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think Roman Yossi and Victor Hedman will have some things to say uh, about that. I, I for, you know, you, you obviously have to have three nominees just to be, you know, make everybody feel appreciated. But it's John Carlson's trophy to lose. All right. And uh, put, like, John Carlson, Bill Carlson, Eric Carlson and Milka Carlson. Those are your those are your uh, candidates. <laughs> and uh, Hughes or McCarr. Ugh. Oh. I said on Twitter, I wish that two players could win this award because it's just it's so not fair. They're both like they're is it, both Is this awesome. a little I mean, they're they're both killing it, but is this kind of similar to the Couture Skinner year? <sighs> Probably. But I, I, I think ultimately Oh God, I don't know because I, I I say Kale McCarr because he's got almost the same amount of points in less games, but I want to say Quinn Hughes because you know like on the Avalanche defense you have Kale McCarr you excuse me you have Sam Gerrard you have Eric Johnson you've got Nikita Zadorov but in Vancouver like Vancouver's got some good defensemen but Quinn Hughes is running the show there yeah. Chris saying they're going to spray down the Stanley Cup between each teammate holding it over their heads. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, they do. I don't know. Every player has to keep their gloves on. They can't take their gloves off. <laughs> oh, no. They're going to have to take their gloves off and then put on a pair of dishwashing gloves. <laughs> so they can. So it's still like, you know, protection, but there's extra grip so they won't drop it. But yeah, like, like I said, I really. Ugh, I really wish you could give that trophy to two players because I think, I think, whoever wins it, I'm I'm happy because yeah. like they both earned it. <sighs> well, let's uh, let's jump back into uh, well, this is where the rant portion of the show is about to happen. Uh, oh, no. the, we're gonna take we're gonna take this week off from uh, your uh, <laughs> biweekly rants on coffee carts, and we're gonna go somewhere else this time. <laughs> <God> damn it! <laughs> um, NHL teams have addressed the racism on social media in light of the George Floyd murder. Some did it well and some not so well. Now, Jerk, have all teams released a statement at this point? Or we st- uh, There's still a couple holdouts. I feel like maybe the Rangers and somebody else still haven't put out a statement. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I would have to go back and, and deep dive to find out for certain. But I think at last check, it was everybody but the Rangers. All right, and see, and other players, um, well, players including Logan Couture and EK65, but players around the league have posted messages. Uh, how are the players more eloquent than most of these PR departments? Well, I, <laughs> I, I think because with, cor- with quarantine and isolation and everything, I think the players have actually taken the time to, you know, they, they're by themselves and they have to, you <laughs> Read know, kind of... They have to they have to they have to sit and they have to you know they have to puzzle it out themselves. It's not a matter of you know oh hey can you like can you whip this up for me real quick like you know they're like they're on their own like they have to figure it out themselves you know and no I was just gonna say I was gonna I was gonna if we had done the show last week I was gonna make this point 
But now I'm I'm not going to make this point. I'm just going to share it. But, you know, to start, and AJ, I mentioned this to you, the only players who had made statements were captains of their respective teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Logan Couture, Blake Wheeler, Ianders Lee. Obviously, since I came to that realization, more players who don't wear a letter have made statements. But I thought to start this whole thing, I thought that was a very interesting wrinkle. Absolutely. Do you have something, Rock? Are you just... I can't. Yeah, no. Okay, care. Just go for it. Carry on. <laughs> are we Are we going to talk about Tony D'Angelo? Well, that's that's what I was about to bring up. Knock Knock <sighs> yourself out. Isn't there a Sean guy too that you were going to talk about? Sean. Uh, so to- okay, Sean now- Day. Eh, yeah. All right. Fine. He just go ahead. Do you th- okay? Wait a minute. Hold on. We have it. We have it for you, everybody. So <laughs> here, here, here we go. Whip it out. Yeah. I have some things to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so with that, knock, knock yourself out, dude. Uh. Okay. So here's the thing. Now, obviously, Tony D'Angelo has some beliefs that may be different from a majority of the, of us. Uh. So. I'm not one to say one way or the other if certain political he believes he has are wrong or right. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'll just say this. There are some things that he has tweeted and some things that he has liked that are a little sus. Um, but again, it's all, you know, in that case, they are definitely wrong. But you kind of have to look and say, okay, this person was brought up that way, not justifying it, but explaining it, right? Yep. And so... I'm a little, uh, I mean, I'm not a Rangers fan, so I don't really care. Um, but I am a little curious to see how it's going to go with Tony D'Angelo. Again, said and liked some sus things. Starting his own podcast called Watch Your Tone. Great name. Also of note, also of note is Brendan Lemieux, who also plays for the Rangers, replied to that tweet, essentially explaining the crux of the podcast and then deleting that tweet and walking it back saying, oh, your podcast, not the podcast. So I thought that was a little interesting. Also thought it was a little interesting that in in these times where, you know, we we need to be more conscious of everything that's going on on a – well, we always need to be this way. But specifically right now, you know, people are trying to be more conscious and understanding of the plight of minorities and for the Rangers to retweet uh, one of their players – starting a podcast who's known for liking and saying some sus things. I don't know. I, 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 I'm half expecting this to all blow up in his face, but we'll see. Say, yeah. We, let's hear that first episode before we excoriate the guy, but yeah. <laughs> and, at, at, and uh, for those listening live nine hours ago was the final chance to send in any questions, which means episode one is probably dropping soon. Just saying. Ooh. It's going to be uh, ugh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just, no, right now it's just like, oh, just let go of the joke. Let go well, of the joke. I'm well, not and going it's to like, say the joke, but go ahead. Well, and it's like you know, read the room, right? Well, yes, but like in it, in it, in a time where, and again, you know, not to get all political, you know, but it's like everybody says about how the the world is ending because people are more sensitive. But like we, in certain situations, we need to be more sensitive, right? Yeah, and and so. In a time where people are trying to be more sensitive and more understanding, somebody who has said things to the contrary is starting a podcast. Like, 
read the room. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure he is reading the room, but the thing is, I think that they're seeing the complete opposite of what the room is. Like they're seeing, like you know, I'm seeing a lot of this in the room, so I think that I'm going to talk about this because this is all the stuff I don't see, and I know you people are out there, you know. Also, I, I last thing on the subject, I thought it was, I thought it was hilariously ironic that of all the teams who put out a statement, the Bruins had the best statement. <laughs> no doubt, dude. <laughs> that just made no sense to me. Hey, this new podcast, what, what, what's the tone? Th- what, what, what's it called again? Uh, watch your tone. Watch your tone. Watch your tone. Is there any Which word? Is, is... <laughs> is this supposed to be a weekly thing, or are they just going to say it's going to come out weekly, and then we'll see what happens because they're too busy, like, I don't know, making scarves or something? <laughs> Got them. Wow. No, but we're not. We're not yeah. sure. Is it weekly? Uh, it doesn't say, but I'm. Uh, I don't know. Apparently, apparently, Tony D'Angelo is going to have some things to say about the whole Max Kellerman thing on episode one. So, oh yes, we're we're, we're about to go there. By the way, um, who? <laughs> uh, I have a little quick rant here. So I have thought about this. Okay, I've thought and thought and thought. I know how to fix Twitter. I've figured it out, everybody. I have figured it out. Here's the simple solution. You know how like when you go to buy a car or if you go to buy a gun or you go to buy a house or go to buy a rented apartment, you have to fill out applications, right? You have to fill out paperwork. You have to show ID. You have to prove you are in fact you, right? It's a lot of things like this that you have to go through. That's where Twitter is getting it wrong, and that's how you fix it. You make it so in order to get an account on Twitter, you have to prove you are you. You have to use your real name in some fashion. Now, obviously, there are a bajillion Steve Smiths out there, and nobody wants Steve Smith 172,563 as their user name bro i i thought i told you don't use my name (laughs) (laughs) but oh your your government name um (laughs) but here (laughs) is the point this is how you fix it is everybody has to like use their real name as the you know that what's everybody i forget what everybody changes it right now one of my favorites of course currently being i yield my time but that's for another that's for another show. Uh, but you have to use your real name and this is the whole thing. Everybody gets a blue check mark because they're all verified. If you cannot be verified, you don't get a check mark and you don't get a Twitter account. That's how you fix it. How are bot farms going to exist when you have to when every account needs to be proven? And here's the other thing. No delete function. If you say something stupid, you are held to what you say. You can't delete it. Because when you say something stupid in real life, you can't delete it. You can apologize for it, but you can't delete it. Yeah, but the hell hath no memory like social media. And I I would agree with you. Twitter would, would just be like, if your tweets completely disappear after 365 days, fine. I I would I I think that's a great option, but that is an option that Hockey Jerk will never turn on because he is reminding you about things he said in 2015. 
So. Oh yeah, of course. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it has to be something that you can activate. But my point being is that if everybody actually has to register and prove they are who they are, all of a sudden the civil discourse becomes insanely elevated. And if you don't believe me, let me introduce you to the comment section on the athletic. Okay? The comment section in the athletic, they're they're like troll count is is an insanely low number for for like every 100 comments on there i would say 90 to 95% of them are thoughtful thought provoking like progressing the conversation sure there's always going to be that one or two you know those one or two nut bars that that want to shall we say fly in and screw things up it's fine but they keep the conversation for the most part going at a high level. That's what you do with Twitter. That's how you fix it. Okay. Uh, am I wrong? You know, if everybody's held accountable to their own words, can't hide, hide behind fake accounts, burner accounts, um, you know, fake photos and shit like that. All of a sudden, when you're actually held accountable to the things that you're going to tweet, I bet you the conversation gets a lot better. And here's my other, here's my bonus round for this how to fix it. Three strikes and you're out rule. If you post something that ends up getting flagged as fake news or misinformation, that's it. You know, you get you get two two warnings on that. And if they have to warn you a third time, you go to Twitter jail. But it's for a year. It's not for a week. It's for a year. You know? Then all of a sudden, I bet you the, the amount of misinformation that goes around on Twitter goes right down the crapper and all this because twitter 10 12 15 years ago twitter was actually a really cool place to be because it was literally people sharing information that was uh let me see what's the word i'm looking for true and now it's just a bastion of misinformation so anyway that's can my you, rant for this show can, can you throw up on the screen what chris said about facebook users using their real name because I, I, I think that's important to know what Chris, our buddy Chris, is oh, saying. Facebook has people using their real names and still is full of cancer. I will, I again, here's my, again, I go back to my three strikes rule. If you spread misinformation, boom, account's gone for a year. And Chris also pointing out the athletic has a paywall. Fine, make Twitter, then do an offshoot of Twitter. You know, 20 bucks a year. Or whatever. And then you can be on quote unquote verified Twitter or Twitter VIP or Twitter Pro or whatever you want to call it. But you know <laughs> But but aging the First Amendment. <laughs> See, that's the whole thing. No one's <laughs> I, no it. one's say, no, say no one's taking traits. no one's taking away your free speech. It's not <laughs> consequence free speech. There you go. Just mm-hmm. saying. So anyway, let's get on to something. That, that's my rant. That's how you fix social media, okay? It's very simple. Uh, so let's move on to the Henderson Knights because Vegas has unveiled their minor league team in Henderson, the Silver Knights. Um, uh, I mean, Jerk, you're there. Let's start with you. What do you think of this? Uh, cool name, stupid logo. Uh, and, uh, all right. That was I, quick I, and I, concise. I like, I, like, I like the name because... 
you know, the the suburbs of Las Vegas, if you will, or the towns and cities around Las Vegas sort of get just dumped in with Las Vegas. So to see the NHL and, you know, the, the Golden Knights parent company kind of give some love to Henderson, which is a city doing well outside of Las Vegas. Um, cool to see that that city of Henderson get some get get a little bit of cookies, if you will. This is um, um I want to say this is kind of like southwest of Vegas, yes? Uh yeah, that's fair to say. Like more like south southwest, but yeah, that's fair to or no, I'm sorry, west southwest, but that's fair to say. Okay. Um but so I like that they gave cookies to the name of the city. I think Silver Knights makes a lot of sense because Nevada is the Silver State. Yeah, um, which if anything, I was looking at this and I'm going and I'm going, you know, I kind of feel like the Golden Knights, if they were going to do this name, should have been this. But go ahead. You're right. Uh, and I believe the reason why this team is called the Silver Knights is because back when the Golden Knights were first becoming a team, this is one of the trademarks that their owner filed. So they kind of had it. They kind of had it in their back pocket. Um, the reason why I say the logo is stupid. And again, this goes back to the Golden Knights as well. So the Golden Knights logo is a gladiator helmet with the a silver with a v silver, in the yes but the my point is that gladiators are not knights yes uh, yeah, that's true mm. uh the silver knights logo is a horse You're last right. i last i checked horses were not knights horses Robot. are ridden <laughs> are ridden by knights <laughs> yeah um so that said like if they were to say something like silver steeds I think that might have been kind of fun in a little weird way. Well, but... let's look at some of the other options that were on the drawing board. Um, now, I, I can't see them going with Logo 1 because it is literally just too damn close to, well, first off, Boba Fett, but the Vegas Golden Knights logo. Can't go with, <laughs> can't go with number one. Uh, you can't go with number five because I also think you run into the same problem. So... I mean, Rocket, out of these options, though, what would you choose? Even if, you, I mean, one in five is still an option to you, but what would you choose? If you had to, like, you know, gun to your forehead, hockey stick I to your throat. probably the number three logo. Funny yep, you same. should say that because Jerk had the exact same thing. And yeah, does that like, I'm sorry that I, let me you ask know, you I don't have anything. Let me to, ask you this, yeah. Rock. Mm. Is it because Logo 3 speaks to you, or is it because 4 and 6 are that horrible? 4 and 6 <laughs> are that horrible, but number 3, I think, like, it just, out of all of the logos on there, number 3 looks the most like an AHL logo, not gonna lie. It's got a knight on it, it's got the <laughs> the Vegas Knights the little crest thing at the bottom of it, you know, so yep. it's sort of, I get that, like, the it has the city name on it, it doesn't look... I like it. It's like it's its own dude, but it still has like somewhat of an association with Vegas, whereas the rest of them either look like they're straight up trying to rip off Vegas or they're just terrible. Like See, that, I, that I letter look, mark is terrible. I look at Logo 3 and then just to me, it just screams like single A baseball or something like there's just something very like beneath minor league about it. But fine, whatever. I love it. It's, it's yeah. AH all the way. <laughs> No, I, I agree with Rocket. I, I it has a knight on it, which is step mm -hmm. one. Uh, that, <laughs> that 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 logo that Rocket is mentioning, that's like the Golden Knight shoulder logo. I, I'm yeah. on record as saying that's the best thing about their uh, designs and colors. So I dig that logo. I really like the font. Um, 
as well. But you know what, AJ, you say it reminds you of single A baseball. I say, so what? Minor league <laughs> hockey is supposed to be fun. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. here comes Jerk to say, let people be, have their fun. Right by the churros. <laughs> now, I like churros. Speaking of having fun, somebody decided to come along and say, you know, if you look at that Henderson logo, God, what does that remind me of? It feels like uh, I've seen that in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, that's right. Uh, kind of looks a little bit uh, like General Grievous from the prequel Star Wars movies. Now, I think that's a, a, a little bit of a leap, but he's not terribly off. <laughs> It's not the 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 seventy fifth and twisted sister logos getting together and spitting out the six, but I can see where the person's coming from. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, just thought we'd have some uh, fun there. Hey, you know what's not fun? Getting laid off. And earlier this week, the Athletic announced that it was making a bunch of layoffs to their staff, which sucks. Again, I thought the Athletic might have been a little bulletproof here because. It's online, like all of these writers can pretty much do this from wherever they are, but the problem is, is there's not a whole lot to write about. <laughs> you know, it's a sports publication. There are no sports. Uh, however, Kevin Kurz has come out and said he is safe for now, and I'm kidding when I put it in parentheses because I have no idea what I'm talking about. I just know that Kurz <laughs> came out and said that he is unaffected by this right now, so... Hopefully that remains because it's like, geez, do we need to lose more coverage of the Sharks? Just saying. <laughs> well, uh, and, you know, you know, depending on who you ask, there are some people who would say that Kurz should have been the first layoff. Um, oh, <laughs> but, but you're right, but though. No, it, it's like, but but I, wouldn't no, you prefer somebody those... who's polarizing and gets uh, interaction from people versus right. someone who just, like, doesn't? do you know just doesn't offend anybody just was like yeah and hmm. and and i and you know i'm glad that kurz is sticking around you know in in some form or another kurz is kind of like a buddy to all three of us so i'm glad he gets to continue doing what he's doing there you go and chris bringing up the point who wore it better i'm assuming he's talking between the uh, the logos and i'm just going to offer you the canadian response is they both look nice uh <laughs> So let's move on to the thing we've all been waiting for. Max <laughs> Kellerman's comments about the NHL and our response. Listen, I, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but in, in the United States of America, no one really cares about hockey. You know, the old joke is every town has 20,000 hockey fans. They all have season tickets. So the arenas are always sold out, but the TV ratings don't do anything. So it's not one of the four major team sports. <laughs> you! And I think we can all agree with our friend John Stewart on that. Now, does Max <laughs> Kellerman make a point? Yeah, hockey doesn't do strong ratings on TV, unfortunately. Now, does that have to do with the fact that it's not on ESPN? Because ESPN, I would say to a certain extent, seems to be more prevalent among places. Like, if you go to an airport, right, it seems like every TV is on one of two things, CNN or ESPN. So you have that where it's it, it's that default. It's like it's Linus with his blanket. It's like, oh, I need my sports. I just put on ESPN and cuddle up in this. People are going, you know, there's 
you need to be at a specific tier on some systems to get the NHL network channel. Not everybody mm-hmm. even knows where the hell NBCSN is. So, what I mean, does Kellerman make a point, Jerk? <sighs> I don't think he's wrong in one regard, but I definitely he's... think he could have worded it much better. He's not, I guess he's not wrong, but the thing that I take issue with is is him and is him basically insinuating that every NHL team has only 20,000 fans. And again, I'm yeah. like I'm not mad or offended. I honestly could honestly I couldn't give a shit about what somebody I've never heard of has to say. Honestly, <laughs> no, couldn't. Solid point. But the thing that I'm bothered is this is somebody who's on ESPN. Now, now every organization in media out there, you know, has at least one person where it's like, how does that person still have a job? I don't know who this guy is, so <laughs> I don't know. So I don't. So I don't know if he's that person for ESPN. But in my eyes, when you work for ESPN, you're the best of the best. So for you to come out and to make a statement that is so just wrong and so clearly shows how little knowledge or research you've done. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how somebody like that gets a job at ESPN because to work at ESPN, you're supposed to be informed on everything that comes out of your mouth. Well, and and here's kind of my deal on that is there's, we've gotten to this point now where, see, what's the, uh, what's that one sports cat who, uh, pissed off um, Jim Everett by calling him Chris Everett. I don't even know who that is. It'll, it'll show up in the comments here in a section, but it's a guy, you know, his whole, his whole shtick on radio is like, you know, have a take and make sure it doesn't suck or something along those lines. But, Ray Ratto? No, 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 no. Oh. This is a national guy. National guy. He's somewhat polarizing, uh, you know, his tape, but the thing is, is his points are like, he brings receipts. He tells you like you, whether you agree or disagree, he's telling you why this is what his thing is. And he's usually pretty specific about it. And again, I wish, uh, Jim, Jim Rome, that's who it is. Jim Rome. Ah, so okay. he's uh, pity, uh, pity, pretty specific about this type of stuff. And so I respect him for that. Whereas guys like Skip Bayless or, uh, you know, like Stephen A. Smith or this Max Kellerman guy, uh, all they do is just throw shit at the wall and they take credit for anything that sticks while taking no responsibility for anything that falls off, despite endless amounts of video of them contradicting themselves. And the whole thing is all they do is yell over each other. You can't, you know, it's like basically if whoever produces The View said, I want to do a sports show too. And so they decided to do this where everybody just talks over each other and you can't hear anything and it's insane. So the fact that Kellerman's going to do this and this is probably the most publicity, these words that he said have gotten him the most publicity in probably the last decade, I think says two things. First off, who is this guy? (laughs) And it's pretty clear that NHL fans, they might be a little bit more, I think he might be underestimating just how many hockey fans there are based on the amount of responses that he's gotten from this on Twitter. Am I wrong? All I'll say is that people tend to be critical of things they don't understand. (sighs) You're right. Maybe hockey just moves too fast for him. Well, you know, it's... Uh, I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) 
So uh, let's uh, start looking at wrapping this up. Uh, a couple things to say. The Athletic is great. Go get it. Uh, hockeyfeed.com is a joke. They don't have authors and half their shit is made up. And uh, I don't, I'm don't. i just going to throw it out there to you, Jerk. Would you like to talk about NBC Sports? Uh, Bay Area? The website? So basically, here's the thing. If you want all of your news four days after it happened, <laughs> subscribe to NBC Sports. Uh, and, I, and I was going to say NBC Sports Sharks, but really it's every... Uh, every team that that site covers. Now, AJ, um, did you know, I read this on NBC Sports, did you know that the Warriors have a Kevin Durant-sized hole that only one player can fit? I bet you it's Kevin Durant. You know, I'm really not sure. Um, But And I don't know if you've checked our DM, AJ, but Puck Guy shot us over. Uh, The Lukas Radil news that our friend Kevin Lacey had eight days ago, NBC NBC Sports just posted it right now. Oh Jesus! Oh well. Kevin Lacey had it eight days ago. Oh my lord! Yeah. Oh dear, dear, dear lord. Fabulous. And uh, yeah, I'm okay. Look, you know, one of the things I just say this because I do want to finish this season when this is pretty much kind of it everybody like we've held on to this we've waited long enough uh to kind of drag everything out until the season was back in rotation so i'm going to expect that after tonight uh you might not hear a pucknologist episode for a few months it may not be until sharks the you know the sharks open camp we'll we'll see uh, if But if certain things happen, whether it's a signing or a trade or whatever, we're obviously going to go on. Uh, but unless Sharks news in some form or fashion or a big piece of news happens, uh, you might not hear from us for a few weeks. But then again, maybe you will. You'll find out in two weeks. Let me just put it that way. But we, <laughs> we still have some surprises planned. So I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, but also going forward, I do... It's fun to dump on people, let's be honest. It's fun to it's fun to go negative. You know, it's like if you look at Yelp, 98% of the stuff on Yelp is people complaining about stuff and going full Karen, right? And I kind of want to try to make it a little more positive going forward for the next time that we start doing this regularly, but I get um yeah, I'm I'm tired of being Karen to a certain extent. I don't know. It shouldn't be Karen because Karen like calls people who I guess Becky, maybe we're just going to go full Becky was just the one that like talks shit about everybody and complains. I don't want to go full Becky is what I'm saying. But it's that fine line of like making sure that people are aware that hockeyfeed.com is not a valid place to get your news. And if you're getting it from there, you're doing yourself a disservice. Getting your uh, clothing from that has a fanatics logo you're doing yourself a, a, a disservice okay it's like things like that i'm going to try to put it in a in a better frame rather than just fanatics sucks i just say you're doing yourself a disservice if you decide to shop there it's clearly your decision your choice but i just want to make sure that you're aware i want to put that information out into the world but yeah. No, but that you're, but you're, but you're 100 right in framing it that way. You know, you are, and and there are some people who are who are happy 
with what they get out of the things you've mentioned, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you, but like you said, you are doing yourself a disservice because the way I look at it, if I'm trying to be informed on a certain subject, I want to research that subject from the best possible source. Yep. And as kind of a principle, if somebody sends me a piece of news or a rumor that is sourced on either Facebook or Instagram, I don't even I don't even look at it because you'll take one thing and they t- they'll take one thing and then they'll spin it, you know, eight ways to Sunday, right? And it, and I I I had one on the, on the top of my head earlier on that I was going to mention. I can't remember it, but I it was something AJ like you I believe you mentioned hockey feed where it was like Oh, it was the thing with Eric Carlson. Where it's like, oh, Eric Carlson doesn't think the sh- or doesn't want the Sharks to do a rebuild, and it's like, yeah, duh. Like, <laughs> well, first off, nowhere in the article that they were talking or no, in that article, like the headline was like Eric Carlson like spits on idea of rebuild or something along yeah. those lines. And then if you read the actual article, and they're like quoting an interview that he had done, I think it was the Mike Tarico interview, and it's like nowhere yeah. in there does he actually say those words they just it, it was it's clickbait and again it's the fact that they do the provoking or you know the provocative headline that it's clear that they're looking for clickbait and then again like i said here here's here's the 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 nugget of wisdom i will impart on you if an article doesn't have an author attached to it it's not worth reading because if someone won't cop to writing it why should anybody bother to read it just saying. Mm. So, uh, I think that's about it. The, the other thing too is because there's been some pro- provocation, shall we say, over this last week regarding uh, a different shark site, and there's been a lot of stuff going around on social media. And I, what do I have here? I have two options. I either, you know, unload and name names and tell the whole backstory potentially boring people, potentially uh, ruining some potential uh, relationships, or do I just shut my mouth? And it's like probably more beneficial to shut my mouth. Is it as fun as naming names and getting it out there? No. No. But in the long run, some things you do have to keep close to the vest. And in fact, I will make this deal. I will unload all this information that I have when one of two things happens. Oh boy. Drew Remenda returns to do color on TV for the Sharks. <laughs> so right there, you pretty much know you're not going to hear this. Or uh, we finally figure out or we hear the story of what happened to Marty McSorley leaving the Sharks as a broadcaster. One of those two things. Either one. I'm fine to take it. So anyway, we had some fun talking to Doug Wilson and uh, Putt Guy. Talk to Dan Rizanowski. Two of our latest interviews. We have a couple more that we have on the docket. So do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button and uh, tell a friend. You know, we're trying to grow the channel, and we would appreciate your help in that endeavor. Also recently talked to Ferraro, you know, Super Mario, uh, Jonathan Becker, Jamie Baker. So go check out all those. So Rocket... um, I guess uh, if this is our last episode and we go off and enjoy our summer and try to uh, 
I don't know, go find places that will actually open their doors to you and allow you to consume food and beverage inside them without uh, coughing on you. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, well, I, I live, you know, in driving distance to four NHL arenas and also uh, about a dozen ice rinks. So I probably will spend my summer uh, <laughs> going to each one of these skating rinks and reviewing the uh, amenities and whether or not each one has a bar. You and know. a coffee cart. Oh, I don't expect any of them will have a coffee cart, but I think the, the real good barns are going to have that old school uh, vending machine. Where you can get coffee. It's you can you have two choices. You can get coffee or cup of noodle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's always like a poker hand that you're trying to make yep. on the cup. Yep. Yeah, like that. I think you know that's that's the hallmark of a of a true barn. Uh, no, like that's that's basically what I'm going to try to do is just cruise around and see what New Jersey has to offer insofar as way of uh, ice sheets. Cool. And you know, I have a friend, uh, someone, a friend of mine who lives in Jersey City. I don't know how close you are to that part of the neighborhood, but uh, she's been there for I think almost a decade. So I have to uh, match you guys up, and maybe she can tell you some cool places to go or whatnot, or maybe you can tell her some cool places to go. Jersey City, uh, Jersey City. Listen to me. Uh, Jersey City is a little bit closer to the Jersey Shore. Um, I live in North Jersey. Basically, I live like if you look at a map and you see Manhattan and the uh, Statue of Liberty, I live just a little bit west of there. Oh, I, you know what? I might. OK, then I might uh, be incorrect because I'm pretty sure she like Jersey. OK, then it wasn't Jersey City. Maybe it's Hoboken. I don't know. Hmm. But I know it's somewhat close to Manhattan because she because she goes into Manhattan, uh, you know, Monday through Friday for work. I don't oh, think shit. she's going there from Jersey City then. <laughs> it's pretty close is what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, where can the people find you on social media and final thoughts? On blah, 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 blah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Rocket Backhander. Thanks so much for sticking with us this season. It's been a crazy ride. Uh, definitely not our, our normal format, but uh, you know we're all doing what we can. My name is Rocket Backhander. You can check me out over on the Twitter machine, capital R, capital B, little Ackhander76. That's R Backhander76. Or you can check out my photographs of my adventures on the East Coast now uh, over at Instagram, IG, Rocket Backhander, one word. That's it. AJ? Um, I'm going to say that, I mean, no free ads, but um, jerk, I'm just going to say it has changed my life. Uh, but uh, your final thoughts on where the people can find you, good sir? Because oh, for, of... geez, for a second there, I thought he already like left to go to a craps table or something. But go ahead, <laughs> pull, like, pull, pull, pull in the Irish exit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be, because of the NHL being on pause, but then because of the NHL season being delayed, I feel like this has simultaneously been the longest and shortest regular season in a while. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, and you know what? We had a lot of ups, a lot of downs, but I have to say, I think my favorite part of this season in Sharks hockey is the fact that it is now over. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's like, like, uh, it's, ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel about the matter. Uh, I will say this, um, just because the shark season is over, just because the podcast is going on summer vacation for four to seven months, maybe less, maybe more. Uh, <laughs> doesn't mean that uh, we're going to be gone. Uh, as you know, 
my Yotes have made it into the 2020 COVID Cup. So uh, that's going to be who I will be rooting for. They are going to be wearing Kachina for their home. Home is in parentheses for their home games in the playoffs. That's going to be fun. Uh, Eric Puckguy14 has whipped me up a Kachina version of my Twitter avatar graphic. Uh, the one that the one that you see between Rocket and AJ's video, so that'll be updated whenever I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, final thoughts: Go Yotes, win the COVID Cup, and uh, follow me on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk. It's like you almost H-O- forgot it for a second. <laughs> that is H O K E Y underscore J E R K. AJ Strong, back to you. Yeah. Um. Again, we're. This uh, this could be an extended hiatus, or it could be relatively short. It all depends on what ends up happening. Obviously, things, it seems, are changing day by day. Uh, if the country still exists by the 4th of July, <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> you don't know at this point. By, end of, by Labor Day, this whole thing could be over. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. There may, there may be no Twitter at that point. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not counting on anything right now is what I'm saying. Uh, you can find me AJ underscore strong on the social media, blah, blah, blah. Uh, again, thanks so much for joining us this season. I hope that over the last couple of months, we've at least given you a little bit of distraction because I know that there hasn't been too much else out there to distract yourself from the madness of, of what's occurred since COVID and we know everything else. So, um, Hope there was at least that. So, again, we ask that if you do us a favor, subscribe, help us grow and build this. Uh, leave us the, the, the stars on iTunes and a, and a solid review and all those fun things. So, with that, uh, I guess we're out of here, kids. Until next time, until something interesting happens in the NHL, like someone putting their skate on a sheet of ice. Until then, uh, We'll we'll see you then everybody. <laughs>